Uh, I'm your host, Tony, and joining me as always is Mr. Nate. Hello, guys. Hey, Joanna. Hey, welcome. Joanna. <laughs> welcome. Thanks for being here. Hey, uh, uh, Joanna owns, um, owns a business here locally. So we thought we'd have her come in. We're going to chit-chat with her today. We're going to get more into uh, to Joanna's world in the next segment. But uh, she's been kind enough to be a, uh, a, uh, a co-commentator for us today. She's got a lot of experience with uh, uh, Second Amendment competitive shooting, being a female business owner, and being a staunch advocate of the Second Amendment uh, for everybody, but especially for women. So we're going we're gonna to dig a little bit deeper into uh, that. But um, we're going to start out, we're going to talk a little little hardware news. Um, Nate and I got into a discussion a few days ago, so we thought it was radio-worthy. But um, Remington has come out with a new shotgun. It's, it's, it's not too old, pretty recent, but uh, it's based on the 870, and it's called the Remington 870DM. And DM stands for Detachable Magazine. So when I saw it, I thought, yeah, that's pretty cool. But then I asked myself, a detachable magazine shotgun, really. Um, now, before I say that, um, at my store, uh, my store's uh, Black Rifle Company, we uh, we carry guns from Black Aces Tactical, which is a Mossberg 500 pattern, um, also magazine-fed shotgun, as well as Fostech, which is a semi-auto magazine-fed shotgun. So, you know, I was thinking, well, I'm looking at this 870, and I'm thinking about the other things that are on the market, and, uh, you know... Nate, why, if, if somebody's going to buy a shotgun, let me ask you this, because I know where you come down on this. The folks don't, but we're going to get into that. So for most people buying a Remington 870, when you hear Remington 870 Express, 18-and-a-half-inch barrel, what are they doing with that gun? What do you think the primary purpose is of that? You know, I own one. So uh, the 870, um, in my family, the first time I heard about it, it was a bird gun. So before I even heard that it was could be tactical or self-defense uh it was just it was a long barrel bird gun and uh man i I personally like the gun and uh like the shotgun so uh before this topic even came up uh that's when i carry either in the truck or it's at the shop or it's at the house so well sure and i want to be clear i'm not trying to i'm not questioning the 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 870 itself because the 870 has been around for a really long time There's a ton of people that have them in their cars. There's a ton of people that have them at home for home defense. There's certainly a large number of law enforcement agencies all across the United States that use that. No failures, no problems. Nobody complains about them. They're great. But why slap a detachable magazine on there? You, you know, um, I, I've, I've got the tube extension. So uh, watching the video of, of somebody roll through there with, uh, with six in the mag, if you have to unload it or you empty all of them, it, if you're using it for self-defense uh, and somebody gets into the house and somebody's nervous and they pick up the shotgun, they're familiar with the shotgun, and they start blasting through the walls or through the doors and you end up empty, uh, that's not a place you want to be. So if you have a magazine, it puts six at the ready almost immediately compared to having to fumble with either a box or uh, right. some in your pocket. But that, that and I'm going to make an argument, that makes sure. the assumption that so they have – they have the Remington 870, detachable magazine, bang, bang, bang. They get crazy. They're out of rounds. So you're saying that, well, it makes it easy for them to grab another loaded mag and pop it in there. Uh, my argument's going to be, if they can't get business handled with six rounds in the shotgun, do you really think another magazine with another six rounds is going to help them out? And if they're that awkward with the use of the, the, the shotgun itself, 
how how proficient are they going to be with getting another mag in there? You know, I guess I can take it back to practice. Uh, until you're in a live situation where something's shooting back, sure, all that practice at the range uh, is it's either there or it's not. It's uh, you're either on top of it. Uh, some people freeze. Some people choke. Some people practice all day long and they get put into a situation where they have to use it and they can't pull the trigger. Yeah. So you think. Um if somebody is gonna is considering the 870DM as a home defense piece, I mean practice is always important, no sure. matter what weapon you're going to use, or whether you're going to use a you know a little throw down 380, or you know, whatever you've got in the house, you have to be proficient. You have to practice. So Joanna, bring you in on this. Um, what are your thoughts? I mean, detachable magazine, 12 gauge, practical, impractical. You know, the biggest. I think why they they put the detachable mag on there is like Nate said, it's a the biggest thing about shotguns. A pain in the ass to load. You empty it, doesn't matter if it holds four rounds or eight rounds, you know, seven plus one, whatever. You're flipping it upside down. You got your thumb. You're jamming them in the tube. One, two, three. And it takes forever. Um, so hey, what do you think? Detachable magazine, you think it's you think it's practical? You think it's and, – and, again, there's some companies that have built detachable magazine 12 gauges from the ground up. But – Remington coming back after having the 870 around for so long and sticking a detachable mag on there and going, check this out. I'm all about options. So it just depends on the person and what you prefer, what you train with. Um, I do have a shotgun that has, I think, 10 plus one, an extra tube. Mm -hmm. and, and what shotgun is that? It is the FN SLP competition shotgun. Ooh, so look uh, at you. And but I, I do like the uh, having the option to have a magazine that you can feed and you know having a second magazine because you do when adrenaline comes, so you lose your fine motor skills. Mm -hmm. You know you don't always operate and function the way that you intend to. So. Yeah, this is true. This and is true. That's one of those things. Either if, if someone's coming through the door, you're either on or you or lose you're not. it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you have to go on autopilot. Yeah, and that, that's where your training comes in. Absolutely. So I guess my argument is, you know, like I said, if you got – I don't see the necessity to put – if it's not broke, don't fix it. The 870 has been so good for so long, nobody's ever said, damn, I wish they'd put a magazine on this because they did. I'd buy it. And here's the other problem that I have with it. There's about four or five different models. I forget. I think there's five. There's one of them that, um, that's a Magpul – Equipped. It's got Magpul furniture, Magpul stock, Magpul 4N. The MSRP on that thing is $799. That's $800 American money. That's a lot of paper. If you compare the Black Aces Tactical Magpul model, which their receiver is based on a Mossberg 500. It'll take Mossberg um, 500 accessories, barrel, standard wind choke kind of thing. Their MSRP on their Magpul with a 10-round magazine, 10, a Magpul-based shotgun, is $100 less, $699. So, you know, where's the, what are you getting for the extra $100? You're getting four less rounds. Now, I'll say this about the Black Aces. We, again, we have them at the shop. They use a um, kind of a, uh, an AK style, like a rock end magazine, and a lot of folks don't like that. They don't particularly care for that. I'm probably one of those guys, if I'm being honest. It's not the, not the best feeling thing in the world. So I think the 870 is a little bit different. But, um, I mean, $800. $800 for a six round mag fed shotgun that when you take it all apart, ends up being a Remington 870. So it, it's not, you have to question the value. Now I'll tell you this, if it was $599 or $499, bucks, i would probably get two of them. But that's a, 
It's a lot of money. And, and we, yeah. we did talk about uh, if uh, Remington was going to come out with a, a retrofit kit for the existing 870s. You know, maybe down the road, uh, if... <clears throat> You know, I, I don't. Until then, uh, I'm okay mm-hmm. with with the two. But let, you're fumbling with a, a box of shells, and you drop the box of shells, mm-hmm. and then you got to find one. Compared to you find the magazine, you still have six. And and again, my my argument isn't, isn't four. It's just uh, playing that devil's advocate on. No, on you're absolutely work. You're absolutely right. If you drop a box of shells, shells are going to go all over the place. If you drop a magazine and you pick it up, you're right. You still got six at the ready. You still got six at the ready. Well, hmm. I don't know. You almost had me convinced. It, it, I'm still it, not spending it, 800 bucks on one. I, I, it's a pretty. And I looked at the the first thing I saw when I walked into Black Rival was uh, the shotguns on on the wall, and I was like, man, I need this one because it had it had a magazine. That's the first yeah. thing I asked you: Do they make an attachment uh, for my eights? Right, right. And, uh, and I want to say, you know, back to the magazine thing. I think uh, Black Aces specifically. I want to say that they have a 30 round drum available too. You know, if wow. you if you really really live in a bad neighborhood i guess you know, i don't know what exactly you need that for and I, you know i say that but i got a Fostech. i got an, an origin 12 uh short barrel shotgun with a 30 round drum on it and it's pretty pretty nasty you know pretty pretty nasty i think it's sweet though yeah. you know but what, what are the magazines run i mean what, what are we looking at is in addition to the weapon I want to say I'm from Remington. I don't know, but uh, Black Aces. I want to say um, their mags are thirty-five or forty bucks for a ten-round magazine. Pretty cool looking. Got a big Black Ace on the side of it. Pretty neat. And now they have, um, you know, Black Aces. Their big deal is the uh, the DTRS, which is actually classified as a firearm. Eight and a half inch barrel, um, Sig brace on it. You know, they they jump through all these hoops with the uh, ATF technology branch to make it a firearm, not a shotgun. So you know, it's about that big. It's a, a real short overall length, but a pretty pretty nasty little gun. But they're expensive. I mean, those the DTRS series are, are expensive, but they have some. Um, I think they call it the Pro series, a Pro Five, something like that. It, uh, but they get down into the uh, into the five hundred dollar, five six hundred dollar range, and you can get some nice features on that gun. They have a um, uh, sort of a Mossberg uh, shockwave version, you know, the 14 and a half inch, also a firearm deal that everybody's doing these days. So, I mean, bottom line, I think that that my my cons for this Remington, why I would not get it, it's expensive. I like the 870 the way that it is, and if I'm going to spend that much money on a magazine-fed shotgun, it's not going to be that one. Okay. Well, we got. A, I'm going to ask you a question that someone just brought in online. Dalton. Sure. Dalton Harrison asks if uh, can you still have four or five rounds preloaded in the tube without the magazine? There is no tube. Oh, so really? Yeah. So, so it's so it's either the magazine or nothing. Huh. Well. Yeah, it's not. It's not a combo tube magazine. It's a magazine or or, or nothing. Dalton, did you hear that? That was a. There's your answer. Uh, it's either the tube or, or I mean, it's either the magazine or 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 the shotgun's empty. Yeah. Yep. If if you're trying to load uh, ma- rounds into the tube of a detachable magazine shotgun, you're, you're in trouble. <laughs> no, but that's a legit question, though, because, you know, you sort of make and, – and that's a legit assumption because I'm sure that Dalton is – he's thinking, okay, Remington H70, been around, again, been around forever. He knows exactly what it looks like, so he's got that in his head. That hey, we're just going to slap a magazine on here in addition to that. But no, it's it's one or the other. You can either the tube fed or the mag fed. Gotcha, got gotcha. yeah. I'm looking at it here, and it. Uh, so I guess the tube that's on there is just um, it's just a guide for the for the pump. 
Yep, okay. I would I would assume so. Or it's probably a uh, it's probably a manufacturing thing. I'm sure they didn't want to retool too much to to have to add that to the uh, you know to the tried and true 870. They may have just built a retro kit. That's they, what I'm looking for. They may you die for the retro <laughs> kit, man. Remington, if you're listening, come on, man. Send Nate a retro kit. You know, that, you're, that, you're killing them. There's a, that, that'd be a, an accessory <laughs> that uh, that I'd buy. That would be. That would be. All right, we're going we're gonna to wrap up the, uh, the 870 discussion. I'm going to touch on something else real quick. Um, Franklin Armory has come out with a gun called the Reformation. Um, and well, I, I take it back. It's not actually out yet. It's supposed to uh, debut at Shot Show, but 11 and a half inch barrel, collapsible stock, 5.56 AR-15 style. Not a short barrel rifle. They say no tax stamp, no special nothing. Um, so the speculation is, you know, Franklin Armory makes a binary trigger, sort of like the Echo trigger from Fostech. You pull it, it fires. You let go of it, it fires. So there's some speculation that that trigger is permanently embedded in that weapon, and you cannot alter it to single-fire mode. Uh, and according to the ATF, that renders it not a rifle, not an SBR. So it's going to be interesting. SHOT Show uh, next week, so we should get some more information. But they're a little bit floating around. But, yeah, Franklin Armory Reformation. Uh, <laughs> I can't even say it. Uh, Reformation. They should have come up with a better name, I'll tell you that. That's something <laughs> that I could say. Um but yeah, take a look at that. A shot show will be interesting this year. Um, I think uh, lots of manufacturers are starting to starting to figure out the uh, the ATF uh, loopholes, ATF technology branch loopholes, and are starting to to get into some stuff that uh, folks want. You know, short barrel guns have been pretty popular with uh, with Second Amendment guys for a while, but it's always been a, a colossal pain in the butt. You got a two hundred dollar tax stamp. You got you got to trust. You got to form this, form that. You got to fill out all this paperwork, fingerprints. You know, on and on and on. Then you got to wait and wait and wait, and finally you get it. So uh, I had a customer tell me that he had to wait almost 14 months for an SBR for a tax stamp. Ridiculous, ridiculous. So, uh, so we'll see what comes out. But uh, yeah, we'll be interested. We'll keep you guys uh, updated. I think the shot show starts the day of our next show next Tuesday. It does. So it does. Mm -hmm. Um, so we might not have uh, too much to break, but certainly on the uh, certainly on the other side of that, uh, we'll cover it for you. So we're going to take a commercial break here, real quick, and we'll be back with Miss Joanna Wilson. We're going to get into uh, what she's all about. So stick with us. Sweet. You can't stop time, but you can reverse the aging process. Get ready for one of Houston's most innovative in cutting-edge medical spas that everyone's talking about. Kay McCunis' Beautiful Anti-Aging Skincare Studio is your one-stop for everything you need to look great now. Botox, fillers, hydrofacials, and weight loss. Looking younger was never so easy. Call Kay now for your personal consultation, 713-269-5372. There may not be such a thing as a time machine, but at iCryo, their machines can help you feel better, look better, and may even help you feel younger. See what everyone is raving about and how cryotherapy may be right for you. Five locations to serve you. Call Kyle today at 832-474-3653 and find out what iCryo can do for you. Hey, this is Doug with Clear Lake Today, and you're listening to Vinyl Draft Radio. The Closed Horse Boutique. Find out why they're one of the hottest boutiques in the Bay Area. Located in the beautiful League City Historic District, the Closed Horse Boutique, 
1-800-242-2383. Stop by today and find out why they were just voted the best ladies boutique in the Bay Area. The Clothes Horse Boutique. Hey guys, welcome back. Bullet Points Radio, Nate and Tony, and our special guest, Miss Joanna Wilson, is uh, in studio. Uh, before we get uh, too much into, into what Joanna's doing, I want to give a special shout out to, uh, to a Marine. And Nate, I'm going to let you do it. You know, uh, I'm looking at uh, Dalton Harold Harrison. Uh, Dalton, I was looking at the, you asked us that question earlier, and I was looking at the, your Facebook page, and it looks like Corporal Dalton with uh, Mount Fuji in the back. Man, I was there with their battalion, their Marines. Uh, years ago, uh, a couple times made that trip, but man, thank you for your service. Big oorah to you and the family. And uh, man, thanks for uh, thanks for listening. Yeah, man, Dalton was in the. He actually stopped by the shop for a few minutes yesterday, and I was chit chatting with him. And he said that um, during Harvey, uh, he was out and about uh, scooping people up and uh, getting people to safe ground. So, so this guy, this kid is a Marine. He's a young guy, but he's doing the right thing, man. He's, he's serving his country, and he was away from his friends, his family, and uh, his loved ones to, uh, to help the rest of us out uh, when we needed it. So we definitely thank him for his service and, uh, and, and a big hoorah. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Corporal. Yes, sir. All right. Joanna. So, you own a business here locally, you want to tell us about that? Yes, I do. I'm one of the three partners. Uh, there's Joe Wilson, Paul Anderson, and myself, and uh, the, the business is Patriot Defense. Mm-hmm. It's been around for about seven years. Um, we started, um, my, my husband and I had a, a son, and I decided that I was going to step back from uh, working in the corporate world as a mechanical engineer. So we decided we were going to start this business. And he said, you know, my goal has always been a CEO of a business. So he said, we'll create this business for you, Joanna, and you can be a CEO. <laughs> wow. And I know he had alternatives because it was guns. Because <laughs> it was guns. So let yes. me ask you this. Who, whose idea was it? So, you know, you mentioned you want to go into business and, and start a business. So who said was it was your husband's idea? Let's, let, if we're going to do a business, let's do a gun business? Yes. I mean, it, we, we talked about it. We threw around ideas. But we'll Ultimately, decided on guns, and that's where we wanted to go. So, did you were guns? Was that that part of uh, part of your growing up, or was that kind of him? And then you got sucked into it, or both? Both, Both. really? Um, Yep. I was born in Oklahoma and raised for a while on a farm there, and hunting, you know, was what we did to Mm -hmm. to kill our food and farming and. Um, after there, we moved uh, to Port Aransas mm-hmm. uh, for, um, I guess I was six years old when we moved to Port Aransas. But we continued to visit, hunt, and, um, you know, all my family's there. So growing up, we still went hunting. Um, I, I did a lot of hunting, mostly deer hunting through college. And uh, with my husband, he took it a step further. Uh, we moved on to shooting sports. He started doing precision rifle shooting with our partner, Paul. And um, we would just travel around the U.S. with him, me and the small kids. And we couldn't watch him because they, they'd be out in the middle of nowhere where satellite, we'd use GPS sat- you know, satellite trackers, ping them every 10 minutes to see if they're okay. Wow. So um, we couldn't really watch them. And eventually he started pestering me. You know, I want you to do this with me. You be my partner on a couple of these. And I was like, ah, you know, I don't think I can do that. I've got two small kids. How am I going to do it? I know a little bit about guns, but I'm not that comfortable. And um, I was a little scared, you know, like, oh, my gosh, you know, I don't know what to do under pressure because there's a very big difference of going to the range and shooting and shooting under pressure. Right. Which I learned. 
So let me ask you this: that we, uh, our show last week, we uh, we talked about education and how it mm-hmm. pertains to to all family members, and that uh, we felt like, or me personally, I felt like that. Um, you know, education that started early and often, not necessarily the introduction of, you know, hey, you have a five or six year old, here's a gun, let's go shoot it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you kind of ease into it, do it often, keep after them, that kind of thing. Was that the type of exposure that, that you had growing up, as you recall? Yes. Um, my dad, you know, was hunting, he took me with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and even after, like I said, when we left, when we would go back and visit, we had a little range at our, our on our farm that we would all go shoot, and there was always one day dedicated that the family would get together and fire shotguns, rifles, pistols, and that's where you know the consistency of being introduced to these firearms came. So, do you feel like um, uh, you know one of the things that we we hit on was we felt like children that were exposed to guns early, you know, education, uh, whether or not they grew up to embrace guns embrace hunting or a recreational shooting or sports shooting were less likely to be involved in gun violence and gun accidents because of their respect and knowledge for firearms what what they do what their intention is you know versus seeing it on tv or in a video game or being exposed to a gun for the first time at a friend's house you know mm-hmm. um i mean do you feel like that that played a role in 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 you i mean do you is that something I don't get too personal, but is that something that you you share with your children? Yes, it is. Um, and I grew up with a healthy fear of it, you know, mm-hmm. that um, you don't want to be complacent. You know, accidents do happen. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been in situations where I've made myself uncomfortable and I'm like, learning lesson, you know, never do that again, you mm-hmm. know. And this is why I've, it's got to be a serious thing when you teach your children, you know, how to behave around them, you know, what the order is going to be in your house and what you you know expect of them so um yes absolutely do your are your children old enough to shoot do you do you they do love to shoot already oh really yes i have a seven-year-old son and i have a five-year-old daughter uh, they have been training with us for about a year at the range um they rotate in now um thomas mostly he's seven he's got mm-hmm. a handgun he's got a C, it's a co2 bb gun and he's learning uh, small, you know, movements with it, how to move with his finger off the trigger, keeping the gun down range, how to load, unload, listen to range commands, and um, complete a stage breakdown. So he's working through all of that. And he understands it, he loves it, and um, he has a respect for it. We don't have any issues with him. My daughter, she's not quite ready for a handgun. So we are doing a 22 LR. Mm-hmm little cricket rifle that she gets to lay down prone mostly and shoot and she'll do it for 45 minutes she needs a little help loading it and uh but she'll lay there for about 45 minutes and just keep practicing that's great tell us again how 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 old the kids are my son is seven and my daughter is five sweet that's uh you know that's education certainly and and that's important Mm -hmm. so so that way the kids are not afraid and and they respect what it is as a so did you in in your exposure or, or in the children's exposure uh, to guns and shooting, did that just kind of seep into them by osmosis, or did you sit them down and say, "All right, it's time. We're going to have this discussion." It, it was intentional because we have a firearms business and we have guns around all day, every mm-hmm. day, and so um, we know we never leave a gun laying around with a bullet chambered. Um, they know never to touch a gun unless they have permission. 
And they know also to come to us and tell us if they see a gun, which can be pretty annoying, you know, uh, especially for a five-year-old. <laughs> but they will go to grandparents' houses and tell them the same thing. You have a gun. You need to put it up. And their grandparents will come tell me, hey, they did a good job. Right they told on. me. Yeah, that's fantastic. You know. And, and it's it's great to hear you say that because it, it uh, you know, it's sort of a little bit of validation of what we were discussing. We are having the exact same discussion um, last week that – you know, if you if a child is educated and trained properly in the home and at home, that education carries outside the home. Yes. So they're less prone to accidents if they go, you know, to someone else's house where the the parents are not as diligent as they ought to be. Or right. they see a gun on the street or there's a kid with a gun in school. I mean, there's any, you know, there's mm -hmm. a thousand different ways they can be exposed to a firearm outside the house. And they definitely need to know, uh, need to know how to respond. Yes. So tell me about um, when you got into competitive shooting. So you said your husband kind of drug you into it a little bit? Yeah, he was the one that inspired it. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I began working up mentally towards it because I was literally scared out of my mind to do it because um, I lacked the confidence. Um, but I did know that by making the jump into shooting sports with a firearms business, it would definitely build my confidence. So that was my goal is to build my confidence in who I was, what I can do for the company. And it far exceeded my expectations when I jumped into it. I knew I was built for this. Like, I love this. You know, I used to, he used to drag me to the range when I would stand in the liver and I'm like, gosh, how can you do this? What is so fun about this? And then you put a gun in my hand and you make me run with it. And I'm counting targets. I'm working through issues with the, you know, malfunctions. And I have no clue what I'm doing at first, but I work through, I mean, there were times when I began that I, I would just stop in the middle of a shoot and say, oh, my gun doesn't work. What do I do? And these men would just be like, it's okay. You know, this is how you're going to work through it. Drop your mag, rack your slide, reinsert your mag, and keep going. You know, so they taught me. They, helped, you know, they built me up. And the world of, of shooting sports, they're so um, encouraging, and they want to see us out there that these guys just poured into me. That's great. Yeah, and so just making the step. So, you know, he introduced me to the precision rifle. I never jumped into that, so it's still kind of my my weakness. Someday I'm going to, you know, jump into that. But I, uh, I ended up signing up for an IDPA match. Um, he worked half the year, used to work half the time offshore, so he was gone a lot traveling. So tell people about IDPA for people that, that may the, not know what that it's is. It's the International Defensive Pistol Association. It was designed for people – to um, practice concealed carry. It's sport, you know, so you can get really competitive with it, um, drawing from a holster with concealed carry. Or you can just use it for proficiency. Learning, you can show up and, and um, shoot with other fellow, you know, 2A supporters and, and have them pour into you and encourage you. Um, and, and so that's how it started. I started with my concealed carry and um, it began building my confidence, like, oh my gosh, I should be doing this a lot more. So how many other um, how many other women do you see uh, competing when you're out shooting? Gosh, now I see at least ten. I would say it's growing. Women are pouring into it. Um, they're enjoying it just as much as men now. So um, when I started, I would be. I think there was two of us that I'd see consistently. Mm -hmm. And now you know, it, I, sometimes I'm on a squad with one or one one or two more. So if there's uh, if there's any women out there listening that are thinking. Well, she can do it. I can do it. I'd love to do it. What would you say? What would you say their first step is uh, in a competitive, uh, competitive shooting environment? What do they need to do? 
I would just say, make the decision to do it. Put your pride aside. You know, you're not going to know what, what to do on everything, and that's okay. That's what this is about. It's about learning and educating yourself and jumping in and so and, and, and letting the people that are there help you through it. So Excellent. Okay, we're going to take a commercial break real quick, and on the other side, we'll continue with Miss Joanna Wilson. You guys come back and stay with us. What do you get? When you get associated. They're super convenient and super friendly. I love being a member and an owner of a credit union that cares. And you can join. So, get associated! Associated Credit Union of Texas. Are you tired of shaving, tweezing, and waxing that unwanted hair? Well, guess what? Houston Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery has advanced and affordable laser hair removal. We can treat your chin, upper lip, legs, underarms, bikini, and more, and it won't grow back. So throw away those razors that make your eyes water because there's a faster way to groom your way to gorgeous. Call us today, 281-282-9555 or online at myhprs.com. Say goodbye to unwanted hair for good. Hey, this is Bryn Carden, Miss Kima Teen USA 2017, and you're listening to Vinyl Giraffe Radio. There's no one else like you. You are individually designed, so shouldn't your nutrition be designed just for you? Learn how to customize your life with ID Life. Go to myidlifetoday.com and find out how to live the life you want now. Myidlifetoday.com. Your smile is one of the first things people notice about you. Are you happy with your smile or do you try to hide it? Thanks to Dr. Derek Teakin and his amazing staff, I love my smile. Don't put off fixing what you deserve. Beautiful teeth for a new beautiful smile. Come by and see what options are available for you. Free consultations from Dr. Teakin at Teakin Smiles. Call 281-334-4944 or look them up at TeakinSmiles.com. It's Adam Smasher for Clear Lake Today. Look, when I'm looking to find a business, a service, or a place to eat in the Clear Lake and Bay Area, first place I look, clearlaketoday.com. All the info I need can be found easily on clearlaketoday.com. If you're looking to find a business, you need to check clearlaketoday.com first. If you own a business in the Clear Lake area, you need to make sure your business information is on clearlaketoday.com. To make sure your business news, coupons, videos, and more can be found, on clearlaketoday.com. Contact Doug Meisinger by emailing Doug at clearlaketoday.com. Hey guys, welcome back to Bullet Points. We're talking to Miss Joanna Wilson of Patriot Defense. Joanna is a competitive shooter, female business owner, and all-around hardcore Second Amendment kind of girl. So uh, uh, we're going to continue our conversation with her. So we were talking about um, you know, women and uh, and women that might want to get into competitive shooting, and what are the steps that, that they should take to to start that out? So, um, tell us a little bit more about that. I mean, what what was your what was the very first thing you did? Your very first shoot that you went to that you were actually competing. What what did you do? What did it feel like? And and how did you do? I went to an IDPA match, um, and it was here at the Arms Room back when they used to have. Uh, matches there mm-hmm. 
and I just showed up with the, the gear that I had. I had a, a Wolfer PPS 40 and a couple mags that I tucked into my pocket that I could reload with, and that's pretty much all I had. Um, I had my, my holster. It wasn't the ideal holster, but it was whatever I had. And I showed up, I shot it, I had the biggest adrenaline rush. My mind just shut down on me because I did not realize how much uh, was going on in a match whenever you're looking at targets and you're counting how many rounds that you have to throw down range to, if you have to put two on each target. And then you're, where, where do you reload? Um, what spot? And then just following through when that beep goes and you're like, and your head lo you lose your head so um I, I loved it it was a lot of math it was uh, a lot of troubleshooting and i did not want to stop after i did my first that's outstanding so how much training did you do what, what kind of training regimen did you have going up to your first one and now that you've done it for a while and that you've you've had some success in it and some experience what is your training regimen like you know now so if you've got one three weeks from now what does Joanna Wilson start doing right now to get ready for that? Well, it is a perishable skill. So staying on top of it is the best thing to do. Um, so a lot of dry fire. Uh, many of the shooters do um, a lot of dry fire every day. Maybe it could be 15, to 15 minutes to an hour practicing drawing from your holster, doing some drills at your house with um, – you know, sight picture and, and moving from target to target, you know, working on your speed and, and you use your beeper that you can, um, you know, try to be as fast as you can. And then um, I'd usually live fire practice with my husband and, and maybe a few friends that are competing uh, with me uh, mm -hmm. two to three hours a week. Um, I usually dedicate a day in the evening that I go down to Galveston and train. Could be two days. And then I try to shoot a local match at least twice a month which will be, you know, six to eight hours on a weekend. So live fire training leading up to practice or just for you to stay in practice, you know, how long do you practice? For an hour or two hours? Yeah, usually it ends up being about two hours. Um, depending on how many people are rotating in, we'll all take a turn running through it, watching each other, critiquing each other, um, practicing different drills and, and, and looking at our times and breaking things down to see how we can do it better or faster. Um, so it could take longer if there's more people rotating in, but it's usually about 200, 250 rounds each practice. Well, that's a good bit of, good bit of shooting there. It so used to be 500, 500. Whenever I first started, I was like, oh my gosh, I got to shoot all the time. I was shooting a thousand <laughs> rounds a week and, uh, for a good four months, but it got me really far, really fast because I, I was just, so bottom line, practice, the top. practice, practice, practice. Yes. You know, you know what? Let's. Uh, <clears throat> I I heard you ask earlier about uh, what would you tell someone about a female wanting to get into competitive shooting. But yes, let me ask you the side about uh, what would you tell anyone that uh, wanted to get familiar with just carrying a gun. Period. Someone that whether it's a male or female, but uh, I'll say female that uh, may not normally want to carry a weapon or has her doubts about being around a weapon. Um, at, what would be your words of encouragement to to maybe a testimony of what got you started that you could pass on to somebody else to, to not be afraid of a weapon? Well, I do know that, um, you know, there's – it could be a little fearful moving into it. And a lot of women don't even want uh, a man maybe to even be a part of the picture. That's intimidating. 
So um, I would recommend for women, there are things that are, are um, being created for them. There's a, grill, a girl in a gun. Um, dot org they um, I would recommend going with an organization like that because you don't want to just show up somewhere and say hey will you teach me when you don't know anything about the person if you know a, a competitive shooter has a pretty good background um, but even then you know depending on how far they in you know how far they are into it and the habits that they've developed it may not be great for that person depending on what they want to do so I would recommend for a woman, on a national level, you can look up a girl and a gun. They um, are about creating an environment that's non-judgmental, and they can uh, help you learn to be comfortable with any type of gun. You can either you can learn to competitively shoot with them. You can uh, learn to conceal carry. You can do training with them, and they have you know fun things to get together and, and do. And they have, there's a local chapter here in Houston. So they're all over. There's local chapters so that you can get involved with that. There's another one called Babes with Bullets. They travel around and do three gun and um, handgun training. And um, Kay Mitchellick, Jerry Mitchellick's wife, and uh, Deb Ferns are a big part of that. They um, travel. They have camps all over the U.S. They travel. You can look one up and go get involved with it. And they have from entry to more advanced. You get in there and they make you feel comfortable. And then these ladies also, some of the same ladies are involved in multiple things because they are so passionate about it. There's the She Never Quit Summit, which we've participated in the last couple of years that the women around the U.S. come to. Um, I represented FN Herstal one year there with their guns, and then this last year I represented Patriot Defense. But we'll have a half a day at the range uh, for two to three days, and we will go out there and practice with these ladies and, and just pour into them. But not only that, they'll do archery, they will do self-defense, they'll have all these little clinics that you can sign up for, Just and it's all women. It's all organized by women and women teaching women. And so it's really comfortable and really fun atmosphere. It's just really relaxed. And then lastly, um, it looks like Deb created a new um, program called LACE, and it's now about uh, women that want to enter the hunting world. And she's got these clinics all over the U.S. that you can get on there and sign up. And they will teach you about what you need. Um, you can try other people's equipment out. Just get an idea of what you want without a man saying, this is what you need, you know. <laughs> and you can develop that yourself if that's your problem, you know, sure. if that's a thing. So, and I understand because I started training with my husband, and at first it did not work. But I had to learn that he was going to be my coach. You know, you're not the first wife to say that. I, I've had I've had some husbands come into to Black Rifle and say, "Hey, you guys offer shooting lessons." You know, we do yeah. a, we do a basic pistol proficiency class. I mean, that's about all we mm -hmm. get the bandwidth for. But but you know, we'll do it. And I had a guy say, um, "You know, when my wife and I want to take my wife to shoot." She doesn't listen to me. She starts arguing with me. Oh, I did the same thing with and my husband. She's like, but but she'll listen to you. She doesn't yep. know you. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know. <laughs> so, and we got into it. I mean, at the range, bad. I wanted to be a professional shooter, and he was going to help me. And I was like, I would just, you know, came against him, everything that he said yeah, to me. And finally, I, I was like, okay, if but, this is going to work, i got to let you be my coach. You're not my husband here. Right. So. Yeah, that's a, I think that's a classic husband-wife dynamic. Well, guys, some of the stuff that uh, that Joanna mentioned, uh, some of the organizations and, and links and stuff, we'll post that uh, on our Facebook page. Our Facebook page is uh, is Bullet Points on Vinyl Draft Radio. Uh, you can check it out there. We'll post up all the links and send me information if you guys want to want to check that out. I think it's worth looking at. Sounds like some some very good advice. So another question for you, Joanna. Um, 
if a woman were to go shopping for a gun today, let's say that she'd never fired one before, what do you think the single most important, if you had to, I know there's a lot of factors when it comes to buying a, a handgun for anybody, male or female, uh, experienced or, or novice, but if you had to pick one thing, what do you think the most important thing is in the in the selection of a handgun? What's the first thing that they should look at? What and do you they think? have absolutely no experience? Zero. <laughs> uh, that um, no experience, there's None. a lot of options. So <laughs> well, I personally am a semi-automatic uh, fan, so mm -hmm. I like the 380. Uh, I have a SIG P238 that I like to carry. Um, I also have a Walther PPS 40 single mm -hmm. stack that I carry. Um, it's a little bit bigger. So I would probably say um, I would go with a bigger handgun probably at first for them just just to get comfortable with a, a, a I guess a mid-size. Sure. So I guess what I'm getting from that is is probably the same thing that uh, that I tell a lot of folks with no handgun experience that come into Black Rifle Company and uh, are looking for a handgun. Um, you know, if a handgun is not comfortable in your hand, if if you if every time you pick it up and go to point it, if you're thinking, "Damn, I hate the way this gun feels," yeah. then that's probably not the gun for you. And then after you find something, a frame that's comfortable that fits your hand right, that you can get the correct grip on, that you can get the right height on, that that you can you know that that ergonomically it's good for you then we worry about sights and we worry about capacity and we worry about caliber and girls are going to worry about color some guys do too but girls mine's gotta... rainbow <laughs> yeah a friend of mine uh dino over at american trigger pillar just put uh, uh and and david vinson who's a former uh, marine corps drill instructor is all about how it fits in your hands how exactly. it feels yeah that that's that yeah that's where you need to start from I think uh, ergonomics is very important. So. As long as it's comfortable. Yeah, as long as it's comfortable, then you can you can figure out the rest of it. But like I said, if you pick one up that kind of pinches your thumb or just doesn't fit in your hand right, you're never going to be able to be successful. And if you're not successful with the gun, it's going to discourage you and it's going to send you in the wrong direction. You yeah, know, and you I would definitely say try different ones out. You know, most definitely. find some different ones that you like. Most definitely, and don't get stuck on uh, one caliber or one make yes. because there are a ton of guns out there. There's. There's some really good ones. There's some pretty good ones, and there's some that uh, I wouldn't throw at anybody. But uh, we'll be right back. We're going to take another break. We'll be right back. Uh, Bullet Points Radio with, with our guest, Joanna Wilson, and my co-host, Nate. What do oh. you get? When you get associated. They're super convenient and super friendly. I love being a member and an owner of a credit union that cares. And you can join. So, get associated! Associated Credit Union of Texas. Lori Coppett. A name you can trust. Lori Coppett. A senior mortgage loan originator with Prime Lending, serving the Clear Lake area for over 28 years. Lori Why are you saying it like that? Coppett. Helping hundreds of satisfied clients with their home loan needs. Lori Seriously? Coppett. If you're purchasing, refinancing, or renovating your home, visit lcoppock.com to get the professional service you need. NMLS number 176539, Equal Housing Lender. Lori Coppett. Oh, for God's sake. This is Monica Sykes, Realtor, and you're listening to Vinyl Draft Radio. Are you looking for a high-level business networking opportunity? Then look no further than Vinyl Draft. Mark your calendar for 7 p.m. on the third Tuesday of each month and join Doug Meisinger and Bertrand McHenry along with co-host Kelly Williams for a totally unique networking concept. No selling, no passing out business cards, just a place to mix, mingle, and create relationships with Clear Lake Area's top professionals. All of this with the fine food and craft cocktails of Preamble Lounge and Craft House and an all-vinyl L. LP soundtrack. And remember, it's Vinyl Draft. 
wear something nice. The average person moves five times over their lifetime. If it's moving time for you, John Wilkinson is ready to help sell your home quickly, professionally, at the best possible price. John's personalized and unique marketing plan will get your home in front of the most qualified buyers and their agents by means of real estate magazines, online listing sites, social media, direct marketing, and yes, even on the radio. Call John Wilkinson at 281-974-0739 or email him at john at jwgetsitsold.com. John Wilkinson with Better Homes and Gardens. Gary Green, the real estate agent invested in you. Are you tired of shaving, tweezing, and waxing that unwanted hair? Well, guess what? Houston Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery has advanced and affordable laser hair removal. We can treat your chin, upper lip, legs, underarms, bikini, and more, and it won't grow back. So throw away those razors that make your eyes water, because there's a faster way to groom your way to gorgeous. Call us today, 281-282-9555, or online at myhprs.com. Say goodbye to unwanted hair for good. Hey everybody, you're back on Bullet Points on Vinyl Draft Radio. I'm Tony. This is Nate. Sweet. Welcome and back. we got Miss Joanna Wilson. Uh, Joanna Wilson is a female competitive shooter. We like that. Uh, we're not making fun of her for being a girl, but you know that. Um, I, I think if uh, you know, not with the way she can shoot. Absolutely no, not. No, definitely not. <clears throat> definitely not. So. Um, Interesting to find, um, you know, what I think a lot of people that are that are not in and around uh, guns, Second Amendment type stuff, may make the assumption that that female shooters are a few and far between. But uh, sounds like the uh, the field is growing, and it's that's growing encouraging. Fast. Yes, we were talking about uh, last week's show that um, talking about concealed carry, and as it kind of pertained uh, to women, and that wasn't last week's show, was on, but anyway. At some point in my life, I was talking about. It. <laughs> so we were talking about. Uh, uh, we were talking about um, you know women CHL holders, um, compared to to men, and in Texas, it, it's about three to one. So there's three men for every one woman that's carrying a gun, and it ought not be like that. It ought to be closer to fifty fifty. But I think, like you said, that you know women have this. I don't want to say inherent barrier, but maybe this 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 artificial barrier that they think, well, there's not a guy around to teach me. And if there is a guy around, that's not the guy that I want telling me, you know. And so where do I go? You know, do I go into a gun store and you know, do I go to academy and listen to what the guy you know behind the counter that's been working there for two weeks is going to tell me to buy? You know, do I go to you know a big commission sales store? You know, where, where, you know, where do I go? What do I do? Um, so uh, I think there's there's a lot of you know because a lot of women didn't grow up in an environment like you did you know being out in the country hunting being around guns but now maybe they're in a position for whatever reason that that they decided that you know for their own peace of mind for their own safety and just because they can Mm -hmm. you know why not you know why why would you not want to want a chl and you know then a lot of women we run into the thing about um education in the home you know women will not carry a gun because they they're in fear that the their their children you know might run afoul having a weapon in the house so 
you know, you have children in your house with guns. I have children in my house with lots of guns. And um, but you and I have the luxury of of having brought them up in that type of environment. So like we were talking about before, it kind of it kind of seeps into them. But what would you say to um, to a mom out there that that's listening right now that says, you know what, I really really would like to get my license to carry, but you know I got an eight year old at home, I got a nine year old at home, and I just I can't have the gun around too too dangerous. What do you tell her? I would say that it is important that she realizes that, you know, it is a big responsibility. But if she really wants to learn, I would probably at this point, if I did not know anybody or know a friend um, right off the bat that could help me, I would probably get on a girlandagun.org and mm-hmm. I would probably try to find a local chapter because you could show up at one of these with nothing. And probably they would probably be more than happy to let you shoot whatever guns are there and start pouring into you and that would be a start and you will always you know meet new people and have new opportunities through just making a start somewhere so and the other thing is is i know for me the way we like to live is if you know if you don't ask you will never know right so start asking people do you know anything you know do you know anywhere i could be trained and and make a start if it doesn't work for you it doesn't work stop just keep going keep moving forward take keep taking a step yeah. So if yeah, yeah, I guess uh, that's a good point. Do no. nothing, get nothing. Yeah. Right. Do nothing, yeah. get nothing. If that's they right. tell you no, who cares? Move on. Right. Yeah. Keep going. You tried. Yeah. Keep going. So yeah, you gotta. I think that's that's solid advice. You know, if you're wanting to do something, you have to, you have to be proactive about seeking the knowledge. If you sit on your hands and say, "Well, mm-hmm. I can't," well, you don't know that you can't until you really, you really put yourself to it. But yeah, I mean, it, it is important. For people to know that, yeah, guns uh, uh, in the wrong hands can absolutely cause a problem, big problems, you know, uh, deadly consequences, and we don't want that. You don't want to see that. You hate to hear uh, any kind of gun accident in the home, any kind of accident at the range, you know, any accidental shooting anywhere at any time, because I'm going to say that, you know, since it's not a perfect world, I'll say 99.9% of accidental shootings are preventable. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you, you know, d- gun treat a gun always as it's loaded. It sounds cliche when people say, oh, don't treat a gun as it's loaded. Well, yes, treat that gun like it's loaded. And, yep. you know, y- y- children even – I'm going to guess, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that your children, even though they they shoot and they're learning, that even as they go – I'm going to bet that you and your husband or you or your husband is still right on top of them, supervising them when they shoot Absolutely. all the time. Right next and to them. And you're continuing to educate them. Yes. That would be my guess because that's what you ought to do. Yep. You can't just teach them. You use the analogy, if you, you spend five hours trying to teach your dog how to sit, when you wave at him and you never ask him to do it again, you come back two years later, he's not going to know. Right, it's about consistency, just continuing over and over with anything you teach a kid. It's yeah. just consistency. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in some of uh, some of our posts here that uh, that uh, people are actually commenting on. So Mark Self uh, says, uh, find a find a professional to help pick your gun. There are plenty of professional women trainers that are awesome. Hi, Mark. Uh, and uh, Jonathan Werinder. Yeah, Jonathan. Hi, Jonathan. Yes, Women Defensive Solutions. In fact, I did want to mention her. Um, Tanya Weber at, at Women's Defensive Solutions, she actually trains women here locally. So really? if there's a woman here in this area that wants help, 
she's the girl to go to. She's passionate about it. She does some sh uh, competitive shooting, but she specializes in this, and she has a website. And she also put my kids through uh, the NRA Eddie Eagle program, which tells you to stop, don't touch, run away, tell, a, tell an adult. And she taught our children, and that's kind of the same basic concept that, that we have at our house that i want to mention that that I'm, I'm glad you brought that up that that is an outstanding program i saw a um uh i saw a little video um deal about that with with children in real situations and um you know of course they had a, a fake gun you know there was no danger to the children but they they set up groups of kids in different scenarios you know they put them in a room with a table with a bunch of candy and they said hey you know y'all eat the candy and we'll be right back we're gonna be back in a few minutes if you want candy get candy so there's a there's a fake gun hidden in the candy. So they had one group of kids that they talked to the parents and, and they said, you know, hey, what what's your you know how are you with guns? And of course the mom's like, no, we hate guns. No way, get away from guns. And that was the kid that picked up the freaking gun and said, oh, check it out, a gun. You know, no, no. And so uh, the other program, you know, uh, the kids were like, nope. They they saw it. They pointed at it. Oh, they looked at each other. What do we do? They they both started running. They ran to the closest adult that they could find and said, hey. There's a gun in there, mm -hmm. so it is really amazing. It's a fantastic program. So I'm glad you I'm glad you touched on that. So um, tell us about what you do over at uh, at Patriot Defense. So if a customer comes in there, what are they going to see? Well, we do a little bit of everything, but we're geared towards more towards <coughs> shooting sports and hunting. So we on the precision end. So we started in 2014 when our partner Paul came on building bolt action rifles, AR-15 and AR-10 platform uh, rifles, and I guess um, 2016 we took on more uh, of an Italian manufacturer Tamfolio handgun. We took on manufacturing some parts, some aftermarket parts for it that we because we were shooting them um, in competition, and there wasn't a lot out there, mm -hmm. and it really blew up. So that's really um, blown up over the last two years, and so I do a lot of estimates and invoicing and um, talking troubleshooting. Even now is part of my you know i've worked through enough of it now and i've heard my husband say enough of it that i can re regurgitate <laughs> a lot of it back to the people and they'll be like oh yeah that fixed it but um so yeah and we're tuning them uh across the country uh we are and and shipping them out and because we've taken on tamfolio now some of our customers have cz guns and they're like can you do our cz so we're starting to get more cz we're just we're kind of just growing out in different so directions so, so. Tell, tell the folks where they can find you at where you at we're in kima texas um our address is 424 anders um uh, in kima texas so um you can stop by we our showroom hours are 12 to 5 we have shorter hours so we can work in there and um, not be distracted it's really hard to work when you have people walking in Oof. And um, asking question. tons of questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you there. So, uh, Customers pay the bills, though. So yeah, they do. Yeah, you got to balance. We, we have uh, a lot of online sales, so we sure. deal with that, and we're growing right. our international. So I'm learning about ITAR regulations and, and picking up mm. more dealers overseas. Outstanding. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up for us at Bullet Points. I want to thank uh, Miss Joanna Wilson for coming in and sharing her experience. Absolutely, and thank you, Joanna. Thank you for having me. Thanks to Nate, and we'll see you next Tuesday at 2. Check us out on Facebook. Uh, you're welcome to comment on the show before or after, and we will see you next time. Be safe out there. It's cold. Yep.